My name is Jablani Masilela and welcome to Be the Change with Jabu podcast. Now I'm a firm believer that whatever social ills or injustices that you see in your very own nation, country, community, society, be it church, workplace or otherwise, that you ought to be that very change. You ought to be that quintessential example of the very change that you desire to see in your community. Now on this podcast you will learn not only from myself but various guests as well who are being about that change, who are the advocates of that very change they wish to see in their living space. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part 2 of episode 4. Our special guest is back here again as promised. and she delivered okay she's back here with us <laughs> we're continuing the conversation tseho how are you doing today um very well thank you jabu how are you doing <laughs> i am fantastic and quite excited you know to kind of build on further from the building block that we've um, kind of built in the first episode in the first part and um, mm. I I would really really recommend that whoever's listening on here if you have not listened to part 1 of episode 4 that you take the time you go back to it and listen to it and then come back to this episode because today we're basically discussing uh two other components to this subject of mental health and those components are namely coping strategies or mechanisms if you will and another part being denial now tseho it doesn't matter mm-hmm. which order you want to go at it it doesn't matter for as long as you know you feel comfortable and you can it it just makes sense in how you want to best articulate on the subject Great, great. Uh no, thank you so much. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Perfect. You can uh, All right. Yeah, let's uh let's get right into it. Whichever one you'd like to um um uh, attack first. Is it going to be the denial side of things or maybe the coping mechanisms or strategies if you will? Okay. let's start with the coping because we before we get to denial um first of all thank you so much for committing to having me back uh it's 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 such a great honor you know to to be part of this be the change and one can really actively feel that they are being the change with this these podcasts so thank you for having me back um so we'll start with coping mechanisms as as you put it coping mechanisms coping strategies uh whatever you want to call it so before we get uh into coping mechanisms I'd like us to actually discuss defense mechanisms right mm-hmm. so defense mechanisms um a lot of people would think that they're they're using coping mechanisms whereas it's actually a defense mechanism right so coping mechanisms would be uh healthy ways of 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 dealing with a particular problem uh with emotional or physical or 
you know, behavioral, whatever the case may be, whereas a defense mechanism is is seen as a more dysfunctional way of of dealing with uh, an approached an approaching problem. Um, so, for example, uh, typical example: someone going through a divorce, maybe uh, they would say something like. Um, well, I cope by not being conscious of it. You know, I cope by not thinking about it. I just, mm. whenever I, I think about it, I, I let it go. You know, when in actual fact, this is not a coping mechanism. This is a defense mechanism and it's called suppression. So in suppression, uh, people take back, you know, uh, these uh, impulses that are threatening. They they, they put it into um in, into the back of their head so that they don't have to deal with them. So that's why I'm saying we need to first understand, am I using a defense mechanism or am I using a coping mechanism? Um, in simple terms, uh, we define in, in, in psychoanalytic theory, we define defense mechanism as, as a tactic that's developed by our egos to protect us against anxiety, mm-hmm. right? And um, I would like to discuss, <laughs> yes, I'd like to discuss actually a few of these because I think a lot of people uh, do these but are not actually aware that there's uh, there's a specific label to it or that there's a specific phenomenon that is happening there because they occur almost so naturally, you know. So the first one uh, I'd like us to discuss is displacement. This is a defense mechanism called displacement. So in displacement, um, one would take out their frustrations on, on, on people or objects that are less threatening. So say, for example, uh, you happen to have had a bad day of, uh, at work, you know, so you would go home and take out your frustrations on, on family or friends, you know, to avoid the negative consequence of, of taking, it, taking out your anger on your boss who actually imposed uh, this anger on you. You take it out on someone like your children, your wife, or whatever the case may be, you know, because these people are less threatening and there are less severe consequences when you engage in this uh, type of behavior. The second one is denial. You know, we will get into that later, but the second defense mechanism is denial, which we <laughs> we all know. <laughs> and um, denial is, is often used when we are not able to, to face reality or admit an obvious truth. You know, we refuse to admit something that has happened or that is currently happening. So for an example, uh, someone who's, uh, addicted to alcohol would would deny their addiction to to alcohol despite having evidence that um, this is an actual uh, addiction you know the person denies this uncomfortable truth uh, whereas you find some people being able to accept the reality of perhaps the alcohol addiction but they don't want to take responsibility for this um, type of, of behavior. So that also falls into, into denial. Hmm. Then the other one is, <laughs> the other one, so feel free to, to, to stop me whenever um, um, you need to. Uh, I'm just going to go through them. Uh, the other one is, is repression. 
So in repression or suppression, uh, we keep information out of our conscious awareness. So the, 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 the downside to this is that these memories don't actually disappear, you know, but they continue to influence our behavior without us being consciously aware that they're influencing our behaviors because we're just thinking, ah, they're out of consciousness. Mm. So for an example, are, are someone these, who has... Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm to cut you there. Are these um, unpleasant memories that you're referring to? Or... Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. These are all unpleasant memories. Remember, that's why we say the defense mechanism serves to protect you against anxiety. Mm-hmm. So if this memory causes you any form of anxiety, then you will... Um, develop sort of whatever co- uh, defense mechanism to deal with it. You know, for example, in, in, in childhood, we have repressed memories of maybe childhood abuse. You know, um, someone would, would not want to think about it, would, would not want to remember uh, the events that happened. And they even believe that they don't, uh, yes, they don't remember it. But now what happens is that later in life, they, this person might have a difficulty forming relationships because these memories are actually there and then another one is is sublimation uh, sublimation would be acting out unacceptable impulses by converting this these behaviors into a more acceptable form you know so for example uh, when you experience extreme anger you decide okay i'd rather take up kickboxing for example <laughs> so that i can really release this anger um i I actually like this defense mechanism because it's almost like a mature form of 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 defense you know that we we get into you know (laughs) it's 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 not any good if you're not dealing with the actual impulse because what happens when uh, events like okay now the classes are closed you know for for example the kickboxing classes are closed now you're faced with the actual reality of of having to look into people's eyes having to be with people where does the anger go you know that's where we need to then develop more um acceptable coping mechanisms mm-hmm. that are yes. like a more healthier outlet of it definitely okay. definitely so the next one is projection. This one is also very widely <laughs> used and known. So in projection, uh, we might take out our unacceptable qualities and ex- ascribe them onto others. So typically, um, if maybe you don't like someone and instead you believe that they're the ones who don't like you, so you're projecting their, uh, your impulses onto them and you start to then also believe them. Then another interesting one is intellectualization. I think this one um, speaks for itself, you know, from just the word intellectual. So here we reduce anxiety by thinking about events in a cold or clinical way. So we, we avoid thinking about the, the very stressful and emotional aspect of a situation mm-hmm. and instead about the intellectual component of it you know when someone would perhaps be diagnosed with um, um cancer they focus on learning about cancer um, to avoid the distressing uh, reality of that illness oh. and then the next one is rationalization in rationalization 
you find people explaining an unacceptable behavior or feeling in a way that is very rational or logical, you know, so they avoid the true reasons for, for that behavior. So someone might say, um, okay, someone might be turned down for a date and then instead um, they cope with that by saying something like, Ugh, I'm not affected because I wasn't uh, very attracted <laughs> to the person in any I've heard that one a lot. That's <laughs> a very common one. Exactly. I've heard it a lot. I probably yeah. have used it as well in the past myself. <laughs> so today you know that you are rationalizing. <laughs> yep. You caught me there. All right. <laughs> yeah, but um, the good thing about this also is that not only does it does it prevent anxiety, but it also helps with self-esteem and self-concept. You know, it keeps them intact as not too unhealthy as, as it is, but it also just serves to protect certain parts of the self-esteem and self-concept that would have otherwise be affected. And um, the next one is uh, regression. Uh, regression you see in where in some stressful events, people may completely abandon um, coping strategies and revert to patterns that they used to use in earlier childhood. So you find someone uh, crying or sulking um, upon having uh, hearing unpleasant news. You know, this, this behavior is a behavior that they used in childhood to deal with certain unpleasant Yeah. And then um, reaction formation is, is, is our last one. Um, reaction formation is when we hide true feelings by behaving in the exact opposite manner. You know, so perhaps one would be extremely friendly towards someone that they strongly <laughs> dislike just so that they hide uh, true feelings, you know. Um, so you form a reaction that is opposite to your true reaction because it's more acceptable. Hmm. And um, there are various other defense mechanisms. So the, the nine that I was discussing, those are um, largely from psychoanalytic theory and have been used um, for decades. You know, um, These other defense mechanisms that I'm talking about, these lost, this last group is, is just by researchers you know, who have added on to the existing nine um, things such as um, acting out, you know, when people act out, um, things such as fantasy, when we imagine uh, an ideal an ideal situation to avoid being in the stressful situation that we're in. Things like humor, I'm sure you, you've noticed so many people use humor to escape um, their harsh truths or their harsh realities. Some people may uh, use compensation, some people may be passive aggressive uh, there's something also called avoidance uh, where they completely avoid what is happening and do something instead uh, there's something called um, undoing where the person just wants to 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 undo what they have done with uh, a desirable something more desirable just so they undo whatever that was mm. unpleasant you know so we're not saying that, mm. So we're not saying that uh, these defense mechanisms are all completely and utterly uh, wrong, but we're saying that we need to understand uh, the basis of our behavior because this will help us make and, and 
to it will help us notice and become aware of of our motivations you know then we're able to to act accordingly you know it makes makes a lot of sense in fact as you were uh, taking us through those i had a few questions that come to mind and it it's only two the first one i want to ask is so <laughs> for for example you mentioned earlier that um sometimes when uh well certain people you know avert to certain mechanisms that are uh not exactly the healthiest way of dealing with something and and maybe mm. for example something that came to mind was for example someone who gambles right uh, gambling mm. i know you mm. use an example of someone who partakes of alcohol you know i guess that's the the most common and mm. easy example that you, one can use but i'd like to maybe maybe mm. point out on like something like gambling for example i uh, i think I, mm. i i guess you can share your views as well i'm of the view that it's a form of addiction if you are you are like gambling or doing it excessively especially and have you perhaps maybe had an encounter like that with maybe one of your clients or yeah someone that you've may you may have helped to overcome a gambling problem or challenge mm. you know um it's so important that you bring up gambling because especially that you linked it to the alcohol addiction because gambling is an addiction so um as we as we um i'll say it, as we study what happens is that we 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 learn about substance use yeah. uh, disorders right and in this category of substance use disorders obviously you find alcohol uh, cocaine the yes. common known ones and then there's uh, a, a a branch of non substance use mm-hmm. disorders this is where gambling falls falls in and it's it's the ma- it's actually the major point in non substance uh, use disorders because um there's dependence uh there's addiction uh so there's there's use there's dependence and there's addiction and that's how you know that it's a problem um personally i've i've never had a client present with gambling disorder or a problem with gambling but i i do have family and friends who who you know have um this this gambling problem and it's definitely you know you're right it's it's a way that people use whether to 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 cope with whatever the case may be be it unemployment be it uh, the stresses of of home life you know but it becomes a problem as soon as you find yourself now using money that you don't have to gamble you know where you start chasing losses you know people call it <laughs> chasing losses if i lost this bet uh, i'll bet with uh, more money because then i'll uh, i have to make up for the lost bet you know um you find yourself doing it more often than not it comes back to what we said uh, in our previous episode uh when we said if it impairs your functioning whether it's occupational social cultural functioning whatever the case may be then we classify it as a disorder no it makes perfect sense 
And the last question I wanted to ask is, uh, can someone be addicted to social media? Can it be regarded as a form of addiction? Because mm-hmm. look, we've, we live in a different era. This is the 21st century. And there are certain things mm. that our parents, you know, or great-grandparents were not exposed to in their day and age and time that are now available in our mm. time, things like video games and social media and mm-hmm. electronic gadgets, you know, that are a form of convenience, you know, and they, they have a lot of good in them. However, unfortunately, sometimes they can be used, you know, in a destructive manner. What are your thoughts? Most definitely. Most definitely. And really the simplest answer to your question is yes. Someone can definitely be addicted to social media. You know, um, it, it, it also then will boil, will boil down to what we're saying about does it impair your daily functioning? Because you find people um, at work who are supposed to perform specific occupational tasks, you know, on social media, spending uh, productive time on social media. So we look at that uh, such criteria to say, how much time uh, are you spending on, on social media? And also there's this aspect of what is it that you're doing? Is it as at all productive? Is it at all destructive? Because we can't take it away from people who actually have to work on social media, you know, but <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's definitely an addiction in a sense that now when you're home, you know, um, the saddest thing, just um, as an example, the saddest thing, I remember working with uh, this, this little girl, she was, she was six. And obviously, you know, when you do your whole evaluation and everything, and she spoke about her mom and she said, but I can tell you this now, but I can't tell my mom because she's on Facebook whenever I come back home from school. Hmm. You know, you think about things like that and you think about how if it's also impairing how you spend time with your family, you know, things like have you prepared food for your children? I mean, a six, seven year old can't really make a meal for themselves. You know, they, then if they have to tap you on your shoulder whenever they need something in your own Facebook wow. and it's like, just wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, it's, it's already communicating a, a problem because then it, it's now interfering with her overall functioning. Not only does it affect you, but it's starting to affect the people around you as well so it's definitely a big problem that is happening that we need to regulate we need to find ways to to regulate uh, our our screen time our time on social media our activity on social media what do you do how long do you need to be there why do you need to be there i mean we can't say like you're saying it's not completely a bad thing however it's it's how we use it that becomes very bad yeah, you know, that, you know, you've helped uh, put a lot of things into perspective and um, shared some insight. You know, it sounds, it's very sad, though, you know, that one can miss a very crucial parenting opportunity uh, mm. over, over social media, you know, and maybe that's not always the case, 
uh, sometimes it's other things, maybe friends, spending time with friends or spending time with something, you know, or at doing something, you know, other than what you should be doing. And, you know, just as you were sharing that, I can't help but think of a, of a certain colleague of mine that, mm. that it, it has always been an issue, right? Because this particular someone is in a, a senior management position. And, mm. and, and, you know, someone else might look at it differently, but this, this is my view and perspective of it, that that person, the time that they are using on social media, they could be investing it otherwise because that part of that time is company time and you are being remunerated mm-hmm. for that time. For and that you, time, definitely. If, exactly. And if you're going to be uh, whiling away time, you know, on social media and really it's nothing, it's just scrolling through a feed, you know, it's nothing productive mm. and it looks like the person kind of, they cannot go through a full day without having done that. And that for me mm. is, a, is a concern because it means uh, productivity is not at its peak and not at where Definitely. it And it even led to some point at some stage earlier that there was a certain um, subordinate who raised it as mm-hmm. a grievance to senior management. So it even got to sure. that point, right? And after uh, they, the senior management had a word with him, you know, it kind of died down a little bit, but, you know, a leopard never changes its spots. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like um, an addiction. You know, it's a form of, of addiction. Mm. So, but anyway, that, that, that's just something that came to mind that I felt, you know, I, I could share here and it kind of resonates with what you've just, what you've mm-hmm. just shared, you know. No, definitely, definitely. It's, it's very, you know, um, we also then don't realize what we're missing when we have our eyes and mind and our whole being immersed in these, in this feeds, like you're saying. So it's, it's something very important to consider um, if you're saying it like that as well for someone. Yeah. So can I uh, move on to the coping mechanisms? Sure. By all means, by all means. All right. All right. Okay. So as we've discussed already, uh, defense mechanisms, uh, coping mechanisms are <clears throat> basically just strategies that people use to overcome uh, be it trauma, stress, pain, or various difficult uh, emotions. <clears throat> and we must remember that no two problems have the same solution, right? So, yes, you and I can both present with um, stress, you know, but my stress could be as a result of, say, perhaps loss or divorce, whereas yours could be as a result of something like academic pressure or whatever the case may be you know therefore we may we may both require coping skills to manage the stresses however the strategies um that we need are 
very different as they have to be stressor specific or, or, or very relevant to to our situation, right? And this is why uh, in in counseling or in therapy, the ther- the therapist will always use various techniques to assist through the client's personal healing journey. You know that's why a treatment plan is actually put into place for a specific person because if we all used one treatment for everyone, then it would have been very easy to just say, okay, this is you, you can go home, you know? So it's always just very tailor-made for the specific um, presenting problem. Um, obviously, with this being said, there are some some generic ways that people deal with 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 stress or that people use as coping mechanisms yeah, for stress. I can already think of one that I like um, retreating towards, mm. if I may call it that. Mine is is usually mm. exercise. If I can break a sweat, just sweat <laughs> then Yay. I feel like I'm sweating all the problems away. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's good that's that's healthy you know that's something that we should actually we should all try to gravitate towards because it it actually has scientific benefits although i'm not going to tell you that because you know that it has actual benefits you know because f- for sleep for for um just daily energy yeah, for just a lot of other things happy juice definitely (laughs) (laughs) definitely so as you've already mentioned exercise um it is one of the generic uh ways that we can cope you know that sweating off the stress that you mentioned um another one would be to accept that there are events that we can't control you know once we accept that there are things we can't control it's it's so much more easier to focus on things that we can control and what happens is that we end up thriving in those things that we can control thus sort of decreasing our stress levels a bit hmm. um maintaining a positive attitude as well um maintaining a positive attitude i think is is one of the most underrated uh things <laughs> you know even when people say to themselves uh positive affirmations you know there are people who wake up in the morning and they say to themselves things like um i am brilliant i am brave i am creative i have everything that i need to succeed and some people find that very lame and just very weird <laughs> and awkward but in actual fact <laughs> in actual fact maintaining a positive attitude can actually change your entire outlook uh, on life and your entire world view because the more you say these positive things to yourself the more you actually believe it you can't trick your brain too long you know it starts to believe the things you're saying and believe the things you're feeding exactly. it the, the um, subconscious the next, mind yeah very the, powerful definitely very very powerful the next one is uh prioritizing relaxation sure um you know when they say all oh, work and no play makes jack a dull boy oh, this is so 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 true um what you're going to say makes dabu jabu a dull boy ah <laughs> ah work and no play makes jabu a dull boy i'm so sorry jabu okay <laughs> since this is be the change yes. with jabu i will give you that yeah. one <laughs> come on <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. But yes, um 
prioritizing relaxation you know um i think a lot of people in in our time have have glorified this being busy you know i'm so busy and i'm so busy i can't do this i'm just so busy and it sounds almost too cute <laughs> um so we need to prioritize Really, I know I'm one I of them, but are. I'm working I'm on it. Sitting here listening um, to you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You have um, to whip yourself. Yeah, I'm working on it. You need to whip yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I already gave myself a hiding when I was preparing this. Um, but um, relaxation in the form of whether it's it's really just sitting on the ground and just grounding yourself. You know, things like um. meditation or guided meditation where you listen to someone leading you into relaxing you know breathing exercises things like self care i mean self care is very it's very different for different people um and it it, it doesn't matter what your self care language is you know it's something you have to to prioritize um obviously being physically active we mentioned and i think i guess the last one would be you need to find your stressor and then find effective ways to manage your stressor mm-hmm. you know so just um in conclusion to this these generic uh coping mechanisms um a specific demands obviously calls for a specific treatment so we just need to be cognizant of what is my situation demanding of me right now you know what do i need to do and we shouldn't be afraid to to talk or to seek professional help whether it's 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 coaching uh from a coach who will give you a list of i know they might not say coping but say managing you know because some people feel that saying something like coping is such a strong word and it's like they have to escape the reality of what's happening to them so they prefer to call it managing managing a stressor you know because if you manage it then you can still be fully functional <clears throat> yeah but that's only because people don't like the labels of of reality i guess and mental uh, illness yeah no it it, it makes sense mm-hmm. i i have to you know thank you so much for sharing all of that with us and i have to ask you though Tiho, what mm-hmm. is your your mm-hmm. biggest um uh what can i call it what do you do you know to kind of like unwind what's your best and favorite thing to do to unwind and just relax what is that for you it's it's definitely writing for me so um i'm big on journaling i'm big on writing so whether it's 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 creative writing it's just writing all the jibber jabber in my head so that's my main wow. self care routine that's my main coping mechanism and i whenever i suggest it to people because people are so different they may find that it's it's too yeah. much of a task you know it's it's tedious or whatever you know hence i say find what works for you but actually journaling has also been scientifically proven to to um sort of stabilize um one's emotions you know um it helps you put your thoughts mm-hmm. into perspective because you're actually writing out a thought and once your thought escapes your your mind and onto paper it makes it so real 
you know so for people who have also undergone trauma writing what they feel writing their sensations writing what they've gone through actually makes them deal better with it um deal better with the denial deal better with whatever so for me that's my golden um <laughs> rule that's my golden coping um i'll be writing all day every day just to feel better about you know, whatever you know i can actually attest to that now don't get me wrong even everyone who's listening on here i'm not a big journaler myself however i do keep a journal i have in mm. my entire lifetime kept about mm. and i still do still do keep a journal even though i don't record or write in it every mm. single day but i can attest to what you're saying because when i've taken the time to just sit down and just write down whatever uh goals that i have or frustrations that i have or anything that mm. i'd like to achieve mm. and just write it down there's really power in writing things down whether good bad or ugly it doesn't Definitely. matter it doesn't have to be a sunshine mm. and rosy thing but it Definitely. can also be a misfortune and you know a frustration that you're having it, there's power in writing things down thank you so much for sharing that too Definitely. No problem. No problem. You're so right. Um, I think I'll take that with me. This power in writing things down. It's so simple yet so indeed, effective. Indeed. <clears throat> well, my lady, before we let you go, any last departing words? And also, while you're at it, I think the last time you did forget somewhat, it kind of escaped your mind to kind of leave us with some details whether it be it's a website or how people can get in touch with you you know and uh yeah the works oh oh yes um all right um so we didn't get into the denial but that's i guess that will be a story for Tell you what, another we'll day but as three, far as three, mm. are you happy to do part 3 to kind of um seal the deal if you will Are you happy to do that? Ah, uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. Unless your listeners no. think otherwise. <laughs> Myself and my sure. listeners, I'm sure would love to have you back for part 3, <laughs> which is the final and concluding session, you know, which won't be as lengthy, of course, and perhaps maybe you can add a little bit mm. of a twist to it, other maybe few other components that you feel might go along very well. with that last component of denial sure sure no that's perfect, i'll be there perfect <laughs> so yeah we can give the people um your contact details or they can reach out and so on and so forth all right um no problem so um as far as departing words i guess it's just plain and simple today I heard something someone said when we're in pain we hurt others you know so I think I I should just leave it with all of us here to say we we need to understand uh, the sources of our pain whether it's small or whether it's big you know in order to to be gentle with ourselves and to be gentle with others as well you know and to obviously adopt better strategies at at dealing with uh, whatever presenting pain that we we are feeling and um as far as my contact details so you can find me on instagram at super 
underscore psyched. So that's super psyched. It's super with a P. So P-S-U-P-E-R underscore psyched. Or you can simply search uh, my full name, Mutubele. You can also find me on WhatsApp, um, South African code, plus 27670004051. Plus 27670004051. You can also find me on uh, the following websites, uh, com and on www.qfit.co.za. Yeah, that be it for now. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you heard the lady, and she will be back to uh, give us and just kind of close the deal for us. Thank you once again, Tiru, for being here and for educating and really giving back, you know, in the manner that um, you wish to as well. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's it's really just a pleasure to have these uh, heart-filled conversations and just, you know, flow with them. And it's it's very important what you're doing as well. I think you're always thanking your guests and everything, but um, just to be on a platform that you're allowed this opportunity. So definitely keep on doing what you're no, doing <laughs> we'll do we'll do and uh, by the way while you're at it stop being busy 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 okay <laughs> <laughs> i'll make that my new year's resolution <laughs> i'm jablan masilela and you've been listening to be the change with jabu podcast please remember to subscribe rate this podcast and also to leave us a review and share it with your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at Jabu underscore coach and on Facebook at Jablani C. Masilela. Thank you for listening.